0: something that you would desire of the Lord and you want to signify it by your heart by an uplifted hand but you want to make a connection with him why don't you signify that to him Heavenly Father we're thankful tonight again for this opportunity to live in this day and not just to live in this day but these closing moments of time to be a part of the program of god to be a part of what the holy spirit is doing in this hour oh lord how grateful we are and lord we want to come and submit ourselves to you you see the many hands that were raised you know the many hearts father we're here today for the holy spirit to move and work among us. Lord, we we give this service to you. We give both the hearer and the speaker to you, Lord. We give the things that are to be said into your hands. You're the same one that multiplied, Lord, a little boy that took a lunch one day. Father, and you would use that. Lord, use our efforts. And Lord, may you come and move among us. May you touch lives and hearts, Lord. May you bring faith in the hour that we have need of. Lord, may you destroy the works of the enemy. I pray your blessing be upon us tonight. We're sensing your spirit is here already. We now just commit ourselves to you, thanking you for everything said and done already. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. That's all the singing will do. While you're still standing, I maybe just want to... Uh, I, I recognize that we've got a, a new couple in church back there. And they're not just visitors, though they've come to visit and they've been here from time to time. But that's Brother Josh and Sister Brittany Stahl. They've now moved here. They have, their eyes have been opened, and, <laughs> and God bless you. Nice to see you in church, uh, happy to have you here, and, and uh, may God bless you in your every aspect of your lives, your work, your, your dwelling, your, your service to the Lord. God bless you. I also received a text yesterday from a brother who had lived here many years ago, and traveled away, and he's gotten married, and he's here looking to fellowship with us, and that's Brother Alan Clark. Would you raise your hand where you're at? So you're way at the back there. He's come. Uh, he, I, I think he pursued his wife all the way to South Africa, and he lived there for a while, and now he's moved back here. And he's looking to fellowship with us. God bless you, and God bless your wife. I believe she's in the nursery with your. Or is she there? Oh, she's there. Uh, God bless you she's with the child. So, if you get a chance to greet them, God bless you. You're welcome. I think we had some connection to the Bergner family and Sister Elizabeth, and so uh, indirectly related. But God bless you. You're welcome here as well. Amen. I'm going to read a little different scripture. I'm going to do the service a little, di- little differently. I'm not going to go directly into the thought. I want to just take a few minutes. So I'm going to ask you to turn uh, to Psalms 107, if you will. And I, I want to just take uh, something here. And um, I, I'm going to take the service in two parts. I'm going, to, I'm going to just speak a little bit on some things regarding the current world situation we live in, and then I want to go back to an aspect of the service this morning. So we're just going to speak a little bit first, and then we want to take it. And I there was as I was looking at what I had, I, I realized there's probably more there, and I wanted to take time, and I felt that the time would be constrained tonight. So something Brother Paul touched on on Wednesday has been kind of on my heart, and so I want to go in that direction as a springboard from this morning. But before I do that, let's, let's read this. This is Psalms 107, verse 20. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. I'm also going to go over to the book of Romans, chapter 14. Romans, chapter 14. So I'm, I've got some thoughts on, on healing and medicine and I want to just use this for a few minutes because it's a question that's come, come up a little bit. And I want to just take some things directly from our best resource. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist. But we have the best doctor, the best physician, and that's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And He sent His Word to us in this last day. And I believe He's given us a way to walk in this world. So this is in Romans 14, and it may seem as to be a little different scripture, but I want to just read this. Him that is weak in the faith receive you, but not to doubtful disputations. For one believeth that he may eat all things, another who is weak eateth herbs. Let not him that eateth despise him that eateth not. And let him which eateth not judge him that eateth, for God hath received them. Now, Paul is talking here about how one man views a situation and how another man views it, and both are serving God from their heart, but it's from different aspects. So he says, who art thou that judged another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth. Yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. One man esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. He that regardeth the day, regardeth it unto the Lord. And he that regardeth not the day to the Lord, he doth not regard it. He that eateth, eateth the Lord, and he... Giveth God thanks, and he that eateth not to the Lord, he eateth not, and giveth God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no man dies to himself. So whether we live or we whether we live, we live unto the Lord, whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live, therefore, or die, we are the Lord's. I'm gonna ask you to keep your finger there. You may have your seats. I want to read a little bit further. And, and I want to also read maybe from verse um, 12. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and I am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So he's talking about what you have faith for. And, and, and there's different diversities of faith. One can have faith, and Brother Brandon would speak, can have faith for a miracle. Another one can have faith just for healing. And it's not that one's greater than the other because God is in all of it. Another can have faith that I'll go to the doctor and get well. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's all God-given. So, pardon me as I just stay on this a little bit. Paul is saying, and I'll, I'll just drop down verse 16. Let not then your good be evil spoken of, for the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Let's just drop down to verse 22. Hast thou faith? Have it to thyself before God. Happy is the man that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. Now, since the coronavirus or the COVID-19, we have seen many different thoughts even among the medical community we there's many that are better equipped to comment on this than I than I am, and I've watched even those that have got sick. Some have been uh, mildly affected, almost to non-effect, and others have been very much affected. So it would be very real, and 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 and, it, and it's something that's there. But I've also watched that there's a lot of fears. And apprehension around how we deal with this. And I've had them. Um, I, I can go back to when this first came out, and I remember going to a bank machine and and, and I was thinking, I, I wonder who was here before me and what they touched and what they had, and 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 we would think all those things. But you know, as we've been walking and we've been understanding and we 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 listen to what the Lord says to us, then we begin to move forward. And over time, there's some that have asked me, saying, is it wrong to get a vaccine? And I would ask them, well, what, what, what is your faith? What is your regard? You know, I've, I've seen, it's like Brother Branham would talk in marriage and divorce. He said, there's two schools of thought. And, and he would go to an extreme, and he talked about not the marriage, but the divorce. And he said, can you remarry after divorce? There's one school of thought. It's all the way over here. And he says, no, you can't. And there's another thought. It's all the way over here. Yes, you can. And he says, you can't go east and west at the same time. But he said the real truth was in the middle. Now, I've had people come and send me a thing. Well, is is the vaccine the mark of the beast? Is it the implanting of a chip? And I I would go, well, I think that's a little far-fetched. And, and I, because I know people who don't have all of that. And then I've had others and say, well, you know, you just don't have faith uh, if you can't believe in divine healing. Well, I, I want to just take some things to what Brother Branham said. Is that all right? Just, I'm going to take 15 minutes or so, and then I want to get into the message. So if, if you just give me a minute, a minute, give me 15 minutes. <laughs> My ministers are the worst for time. Now, I'm going to read a few things that Brother Branham would say. And I I didn't know all these things and Brother Paul and I actually talked and it was good and I appreciate some of the things we shared. And so Brother Branham would say, "Now, all healing is of God alone. God alone has purchased our healing. It's up to us to do everything we can in our life and in every way that God has given us for healing, it's God that heals." If God calls you home tonight, there isn't enough medicine in the world to keep you here. That's a good statement. That puts it not in the hands of the medicine. That puts it in the hands of a sovereign God. There is nothing going to keep you here. He determines your stay on earth no matter how many physicians you're going to go to. It's just all up to God. And if God wants to take me, this is not the quote, this is, but if God wants to take me by a disease, even the COVID, that's God's business, not my business. So I, I would say Satan can do nothing except he's given permission by God. So let's not be fearful of this. Now, Brother Bannum would also say um, God heals in many different ways. He heals by music. Did you know that? Yes, he heals by music. He heals by love. And he heals by medicine. God heals by prayer. He has many ways of healing. Depends on what type you need. He says a little love stretched out can cure an old sore, an old place where there's been a grudge or something. It'll heal right over with a little love a little care. And then he would also say about music. Sometimes when you feel down in the street expression down on the damp- on the dumps, put on one of those tapes, a music or a record, go to playing it, the first thing you know, you're patting your foot or your hand, and it's all over. And I think that's wonderful. I think that's good. You're right up and ready to go. Now, I want to read Brother Branham's attitudes because even within a religious community, you have groups that believe you shouldn't take blood transfusions, that you shouldn't do things, and, 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 and it's just all on divine healing, but the Bible would tell us, listen, let's just take two scriptures here. One, I believe, is in, um, in Romans chapter, sorry, Proverbs chapter 11, verse 1. Can you put that up, the Ethan? A false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight, And then also from Proverbs 20, if we go to verse 23, it's in the same line or the same thought of that. Diverse weights are an abomination to the Lord and a false balance is not good. And the issue comes sometimes when we take our personal conviction and we try to make it everybody else's conviction. That shouldn't be. We need to give room for God to operate in many different ways. So now, and and the reason I'm saying this is, I just came across something here the other day in the state of Oregon where the government has made it a law that you cannot go back to church unless you have a vaccine shot or else you have to wear a mask. Now that's the government doing that, but There's a greater law, and it's God's law. And I think we ought to govern ourselves by what God said and by what the message says. And I'm saying this, that we don't make this an issue because that's what the devil would want to do. He would want to make this an issue. Now, Now, Brother Branham's attitude to medicine. Those who are sick, many of you here have had past doctor's aid, Medical aid can't help you, especially, he said, um, heart trouble, cancer, so forth. They're trying medical science. I pray for them. Now, here's his comment. There's not a day past that I don't pray that God will give into the hands of men somewhere something that will help the people. I don't believe we could be a Christian without doing that. Now, praying for God to anoint somebody to have a medicine to help someone. That was Brother Branham's attitude. He said, that's a Christian. Could you imagine some poor, suffering person that would do something to help, and you say, pray for medical science? Yes, sir, I mean that. Now, he says this also, but keep your heart towards God. God uses remedies himself. I don't remember the testimony, but it was a young man who came in the prayer line. He had been to many doctors, many specialists, many physicians, and he didn't have a prayer card and he couldn't get in, and he asked somebody, and Brother Branham, he said, no, give him a prayer card. And then when he came up, he said to him, now here's the prophet of God, here's the divine gift in operation, And God says to the young man, he says, go to this doctor in this little old country town and you speak to him and he'll give you what you have need of. And he goes to him and this doctor recommends some old home remedy and the man takes it and he's healed. Now, God could have healed a miracle, but God chose that way to do it. Should we look down on Him? Because no, we ought to thank God for it. And we ought to thank God for whatever He gives us. Now, God uses remedies Himself. Now, it doesn't say anything here about essential oils, so, but I, that's okay. It's, it's okay. I've actually begrudgingly taken them from time to time. But He says now... Isaiah went and got some poultice that was made out of figs, and he put them on Hezekiah to heal him of his boils, and many things were dipped in water. Now, this goes to Brother Paul's service. And Jesus put some mud on a man's eyes, mud, the very thing that medicine and things come from. Wow. Would that ever go over well in this sanitized world? You put mud on somebody's eyes? Wow. Did you run that past the health No. God inspired it. Now, he will say medicine does not heal. Medicine only assists nature. God is the healer. There's lots of doctors when Jesus came on earth. He never condemned them. And we're living in a day when there's millions and billions of people, prophetic voice, a earth full of germs and diseases. What in the world would we do if we didn't have these things? What things? Doctors, healings, medicines. And he says, now you Christian people, if you got a human heart, let's look at the thing right. Taking, if taking medicine or anything hinders your faith, keep away from it. Okay, I'm going to balance all of this off a little bit. Well, he said... He would talk about doctors that laugh at divine healing. He says, there's more unbelieving pre- preachers in divine healing than doctors. But he said, "If I want to just move ahead. I don't want to get too wordy here. Okay. Now, this, this is kind of surprising because it's not what we would think. If your arms broke, it's your duty to go to a doctor. This is a direct quote. And let him set the arm and then ask God to heal it. That's right. Now, what if that cancer, he can't cut it out? What if the roots are scattered out? Then there's only one thing left. That's God. The Almighty, they have no medicine that would poison that germ, but God helped them to find something is my prayer. Now, again, remember if you're sick, your first duty is to see your doctor and see what he says. And if he diagnoses the case of something, and he cannot, science has not been able to, reel him, to reveal it to him, then you have a right to come to God. Now that, that was actually a little contrary to what I thought. But he also says, how are you setting your heart to it? And another place he actually said, if you're leaning on it, if you're taking it and misusing it, that's wrong too. If you're popping pills and you're doing things just to ease your mind, I don't think that's what God intended medicine to be for. But He intended it for good. Now, He said, you have a right to come to Him, pray, and have prayer over you. Every Christian church, most of the places, Christians pray for the sick. Now, He's talking about attitudes. So many people seek healing in the wrong attitude, the wrong motive. Your heart should be pure and clean before God. Then if the sickness still remains, you should have help from somewhere. Now, he would, he would talk, he made this, this one statement, and I, I want to just bring this up because I, I think we can sometimes get cynical over the things we've heard, and, and I, I think we've got to be careful on, on how we approach things. And... Uh, I'm trying to find the place here. Well, let, let me get to it. I, I had a number of these. Is this all right? Okay. I Thank you for saying it. Those of you who didn't or nodded, I didn't see that, so that's okay. Now, he, he would say, somebody came to him and, and said, You, having this gift that pray for the sick, you must have a very victorious life. You must be able, your family, everything, just to be healed at the spoken word, snap their finger. And the lady happened to be Jeffersonville, and he says, this is from my own country, my own people. And he says, that may be coming, but you know what? He says, I still take my children to a doctor. Brother Branham, you take your children to the doctor? Yes. Is this, I hope this is not blowing anybody out, out, out. He's a prophet, but he's also got the correct balance on this. Medicine is of God. He says, now, it's sent of God. Brethren, if it's not, it's of the devil. <laughs> and he says, sure, God is where medicine doesn't reach. And and so, I, I, there's, again, much I can say here. He, he puts it this way, our... Will there be cars in the millennium? No, but they're here now, and if it helps you in your life now, why wouldn't I use it? Okay, so you use a car that way. He said, so, every time a child gets sick, now, what the person that was doing to Brother Branham, they were trying to blight his name, as he would call it. His children get sick, and he has to take them to a doctor, mocking him almost. And he says, well... If if the doctor can't help, I'll ask God. And if the doctor, I'll take him up a little higher. Now, I want to just read this about vaccinations. I'm just getting close to my 15 minutes. Now, there was a time when there wasn't any toxin on the earth for smallpox. Many died with smallpox. There was no toxin. And now, when an epidemic breaks out in the city, you can go and get a smallpox vaccination or a diphtheria shot. Now, at the time this first came out, I'll bet there was a lot of cynicism about this. But he says it was there. They got the toxin. I'm thankful for it. And the sock vaccine for little children, I'm thankful for it. I believe if we just warm up to God, there's things here for us. We was made out of the earth, you know. If we warm up to him and pray to him, all these things would be found. Now... He's got a remedy for everything. Now, there was a time when there wasn't a toxin and many people died. Now you can be inoculated. I I need to move this. He he says a couple of other quotes. He says the same thing. The reason the sock, sock vaccine came is because children were suffering. Satan, that evil thing out there, paralyzing them children. Polio was a real terrible thing. But the vaccine, when he came... It was a great thing, and, and Brother Bram says, God let it be discovered for an inoculation. God let it happen. Wow, that's a good thing. Are, are you okay? This, listen, I, I may get you thinking about it, but I had to think about it too. Now, he says, it's a dangerous thing if you got a disease and there's a toxin and you don't get inoculated like smallpox and epidemic. You could die with it. Now, I, I, I don't want to use this in the wrong way because he, he, he says more about it here. But he says, everybody can't have faith for healing. They should, but they don't. So you get a sickness. What a terrible place if we had no hospitals. If we didn't have hygiene. If we didn't have health clinics. We thank God for everything we've got. Every good thing comes from God. Okay, I, 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 I can't go through all of these quotes. And he goes, now, he, he will make, to balance it off, sometimes these toxins, you can take penicillin, put it in your arms, sometimes it helps you, the next time it might kill you, it doesn't work on all people the same. So whatever you do, if you do it or don't do it, you need faith. You need to be convinced that God wants you to do it or not do it. And what you need to do is not condemn the other who does or doesn't do it. And you ought to say, let's walk with God. Remember this morning we talked about many rivers of one water. There's many ways of healing, but all healing is of God. Now he talks about a sister that 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 comes. I got a I got too much to read here, and uh, he talks. Okay, he was dealing with a family, and they didn't believe in medicine, and here they had a sweet little girl. I comb through that family to see if there's anything wrong. God will heal, but it's only under conditions. The mother was afraid that it was wrong to take the medicine. I said, don't think that, sister. Get it out of your mind. Go right ahead with your child. Give it the medicine. God will make it known. So sometimes these fears, they prey on us. The devil works by fear, and it hinders faith. So whatever you do, have faith. I, I, I'm going I'm to be honest. I'll, I'll say it like this. If, I, I've never been one to jump into something right off the bat. I, I always watch and see what it does. If the newest phone or gadget comes out, I don't buy it right away. I wait till they get the bugs out. That's me. That's how I operate. But there's other people that they jump right into it. They're on it. They they're move with it. And there's other people that never get it. Some people still have a landline. <laughs> Some people have abandoned them. Okay, I'm just, I'm just talking. So I, I, I'm bringing these things just so we have a balance. Now, here's Brother Branham, and this is him, a prophet of God. He's got to travel to another country. And he said, I was tired. My arm was hurting me from the shots the nurse gave me. I'm leaving for overseas in a few days, and I'm getting these shots, and with cholera and yellow fever and everything, I was pretty weary. It was making me sick. But Caesar requires that you have these shots before you go to another nation. And he repeats, give to Caesar what's Caesar's, but give to God what's God's. And now in he will also talk about it and in another place, and uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know what? He said the same thing, so I'm not going to say it again. We believe doctors help people. We, we believe that God heals by medicine, that God does all of these things. But we pray that each of you, whatever you have this morning, and he says, so you take the right approach. So the approach is an approach of faith. I, I was telling someone, and I, I asked them, and and um, I, I, they, they work in the medical community, and they say, is it right for me to do this? And I said, well, how do you deal with other situations? You know, when the flu comes, do you take a flu shot? Well, yes, I do. Well, maybe it'd be good because you're inclined to go that way, and you feel it's to the betterment and the protection of people. There's a brother who's a minister, and he said well, I'm going to go get the shot because if I don't, I won't be able to visit some people in the hospital. And that's kind of the way the world is that we live in. And he's doing it for the kingdom of God. So his faith is not out of fear, but his faith is for a good purpose. And I would say if you have faith one way or the other, have it before God. Don't make it an issue with somebody else. I've had people in business and 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 they want to do a Zoom meeting or a team meeting or whatever. They don't want to meet in person and they ask me, Did you get the shot? I said, Yes, I got inoculated. I didn't answer their question. I said, Yes, I got inoculated. How many remembers Brother Branham when somebody asked him, Do you have life insurance? Oh, yes, I got assurance. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. And I thought, well, if he can answer that way, I can answer that way. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't mean I'll never get it or I won't get it or whatever it is. But I say this, let's not let the devil make it an issue. Does that sound good? There's more that I could read here um, that Brother Bram said he prays for hospitals, all of these things, and etc. etc. but I'm not going to do that. I, I think you get the thought of what I'm saying. Is that all right? All right, let's just change the order for a quick, let's stand for a minute. I want to read another scripture. Let's go to Malachi chapter 4. We're going to take about 20, 25 minutes and then we're going to close. That'll be a challenge. Let's try that. Malachi chapter 4, we're going to just read something that you may not have heard for a while, but this will kind of tie in with this morning. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And, now, we always, how many times, go back to chapter 5, verse 5. How many times have we read this verse and we, rev- we put it to Elijah? But there's actually three people in this verse. Behold, I, God, will send you, whoever you are, Elijah the prophet, So now all three of these got to work together before the coming of the great and deadful of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. Go with me to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, this is the woman at the well. You're well acquainted with this story. Jesus comes to this woman, and um, I want to just read... Part of this, let's just start reading it from, I'm going to, just to save some time, um, let's start from verse 7. And there came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, Ask, drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Now, often Brother Branham referred to this scripture, And, and this is Elijah the prophet referring to this, I believe God laid it on his heart for a reason, and he often referred to it. But now, and, and he would often make say, he sent his disciples away, he did all of this, he did all of this, and now he's alone with this woman, and he's at a certain hour, it was not even the hour when women come to the well, but he knew this woman would be there. And he says this, and Jesus answered her, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, give me to drink, then thou would have asked him, and he would have given thee living water. God bless His Word, you may have your seat. Now, if I'm just going to take a few minutes, and I can speak on this, um, and uh, I want to speak on a true gift operated by faith. So I'm not going to take so much on the gift part, because the gift was sent to us, but the operation of it is by us. So, no matter how good the gift is, no matter what, what it is, it won't do anything until you receive it first. Amen. Now, let me read something that Brother Branham would say at the time of Solomon. Now, he said it's the attitude, and he says the American attitude is, is one, well, uh, if he doesn't do something in five minutes or show me something, I'm not sticking around. But the queen of Sheba, who we referred to this morning, she came to stay until she was convinced. She examined it and stayed with it. Finally, when her time came before Solomon, she said, I believe it's going to be all right. So something was in her that there was a gift that was to her benefit, but it it had to take a certain approach. So she... When she got before the gift of God, that was before whatever God put in Solomon, Solomon told her everything the Bible said. Since there, God never withheld one thing, but told everything that the woman had desired in her heart. Now, I'm not going to, as I said, not so much focus on the gift, but to operate something is to control or function it. So in other words, the gift that we have of of Brother Branham to this age, it was not so much that Brother Branham was operating it, but he would tell us the gift was to yield yourself and to get yourself out of the way. And so what he would talk about a little bit is the operation of the Holy Spirit. And what we're looking for in this end time was the operation of the Holy Spirit according to the season of the prophet. Now, we also look for the same in our church. And Brother Branham would talk about it, and he's, he's talking about how the Greeks came to Jesus, and they said, Sirs, we would desire to see Jesus. And he says now, he says, it wouldn't be anything without an introduction to the operation of the Holy Spirit. It has to be here for you just to believe. Now, he's reading in another place, and he uses the same phrase, the operation of the Holy Spirit, and, and he would say this. He said, the Holy Spirit that was on the church at Pentecost came down through this age, down through all of the, the Baptist, Methodists, down so forth, and now he makes this statement, it's still the same Holy Spirit that it always was. But when people's faith get to a place, they get the blessings and they realize it's theirs, then the same operation of the Holy Spirit will be operating in the church like it did back then. When at the day of Pentecost. They seized it, they took a hold of it and they said, "It's mine." Now, God will do nothing outside of faith. We've got to believe Him in order for Him, for something to be a benefit to us. Now, I'm going to to say it this way. I want to put it to where we are as a church. And this will go to the encouragement that God gave us through Brother Paul on Wednesday, which was to assemble yourselves. What do you do when you assemble yourselves? You're not dwelling in a room with your own thoughts. You're not dwelling in the same place, but you're coming into an atmosphere. There is singing here. There is things that begin to lift you up as, as you begin to you find healing in the music. Oh, I'm so thankful for every gift that's here. And the songs, it's, it's everyone has a part to play. And it's not just the minister, but it's you that's operating the gift. And I'll put it this way because it's happened to me many times. I come to church and it may be a Sunday morning, maybe a Wednesday night or whatever it is and the minister is speaking and it's a, I have a need of God and it may be a subject that's a, a million miles away from what my need is. But the power that we have by how we pull on the gift is you can take the gift that's in operation because we're watching the Holy Spirit move. We're not at a lecture. We're at a place where God is moving in the congregation. So I take that gift. I'm not pulling on the minister that's there. I'm not pulling on that. I'm pulling on the Lord. And the Lord comes down and speaks to the minister. He may be speaking on the Levitical sacrifices. You ever read the book of Leviticus? And they sacrifice this and they sacrifice. And he may be speaking on that. And he said, God, I need you right now. I'll tell you what, if you keep that attitude in the service, God can turn that man. He can direct that man to speak right to you. Because that's the God we have need of. So, he says this. God, in his mercy, through the operation of the Holy Spirit, reveals spiritual truth, the word itself. If you're trying to read it from an educational standpoint or figure it out mathematically... It won't work, but if you read it after you receive Christ in your heart, it's a brand new book again. It's just a love story. Now, God in His mercy through the operation of the Holy Spirit reveals spiritual truth, the Word itself. Now, oftentimes I've read a scripture, but I come to a church and every gift being different, and I appreciate the gifts that are here. I appreciate what Brother John brings, what Brother Max brings, what Brother Andrew brings, what Brother Moses brings. Each comes from a different way. And each God has used to bless me and, and to, 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 to show himself to me. Now, I'm not drawing from the brother himself. I'm, I'm drawing from God. I've been blessed by, by, by singers that sing certain things. I've been blessed by somebody that prays or somebody that worships or somebody that's in the service that's pulling on the service. I, I've been blessed by that. And I thank God for that. Now now he would say this, he said, it's, and, and Brother Paul t- touched on this again on Wednesday. But, but he talked on a point of contact. He says, Now, the operation of the Holy Spirit, it seems when you're just pulling like that, you get to the person, and then just above the person, you see them and what's happened to them. And now Brother Ram's talking to himself and what's wrong with them. And then you look and you see it's the same person. It's an avenue or a channel that's working between you and the person. Now he's talking about his own gift. Now, I'm going to read something as as he would talk. And he was saying, Now, here's a lady and I. uh, We're strangers to one another. You over there with that liver trouble, your faith heals you. Now, he says, The lady sitting next to her with colon trouble, your faith has healed you. Now, what did that? He asked a question. He said, They pulled the gift of God with their own faith. Now, it wasn't that they sat there, okay, Lord, see what you can do for me. No, they were engaged. Lord, have that man say something that will speak to me. What attitude do we come to church with? Listen, I I, I want everybody engaged when we come here. I I don't want to, I I, yeah. Come on, tell me something new. (laughs) Okay. Uh, that attitude will get you only so far. Okay? Maybe you'll get something new. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. But if you really pull on God, I I, I share a testimony. This is from from many years ago. Uh, I came to church to hear, we had a, uh, Brother Harold was overseas in Africa. We had a visiting minister. And uh, and, and I, I was blessed by his ministry and I came to hear him. And that particular morning, they came, and he said, "We've got another brother who's just visiting, and he was a local brother from not far away." And, and he said, "He's going to minister for us." I was so disappointed. I thought, "This isn't." And, and to top it off, I'd heard some things about the brother from people that had said some things, and they weren't all. That's why Brother Brown said, "Say nice things, because <laughs> you hinder your faith." And I, I was I was thinking, "Man," but then I remembered how I prayed. I said, "Lord." I came to this service to hear from you. I came, and Lord, no matter who the vessel is, no matter what the topic is, Lord, I want to hear from you. My soul is hungry, Lord. And you know what? God moved in that service, and he blessed me in that service, and to this day, I still remember the topic and the things that were said, and they've stuck with me. Now, what was I receiving from? From God. I was, what, operating the gift. And I think if we get into that kind of a mindset, what could God do in a service? Now, I want to go a little further. Now, there was the woman that touched Jesus, and if you, you know it, it was a woman who, who just said, if, and in her heart she said, if I can but touch His garment... That was what her faith said. Now, there was a crowd around Jesus. There was people bumping him, jostling him, and maybe it was just her fingers that touched the garment, but that touch, whether Jesus physically felt it or not, it stopped him, and he said, who touched me? Insomuch that his disciples said, they rebuked him. (laughs) Lord, look at there's people all around. This is like a crowd going to a sale. This is like a group of hunters going to Cabela's on Boxing Day. Let's, let's use the brothers. I, sometimes we pick on the sisters. But, you know, and I, and I go, like, seriously? And this is no. But something else touched him. If we can recognize faith is the channel that God works through. Faith is what's pleasing to God. And so he he would say, he looked over the audience and then he looked and then he saw the woman and he says, your faith has saved you. The blood issue you had for years is gone and now he says, your own power has pulled, of faith, has pulled from the supernatural God the desire of your heart. It wasn't Jesus that did that. It was the faith of the woman that did that. He said, it's your faith that does it, not my faith. If my faith would do it, I'd pull every child out of a wheelchair tonight. But it's not my faith, it's your faith. It's not me that you're pulling at, it's him that you're pulling at. He's in the supernatural, and your faith pulls like that, and then I just become a mouthpiece to him. He breaks forth into something. He shows a vision. All of these things. I, I think that's wonderful. Though, he would say, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall have what he asked for. I believe that's wonderful. And he says, if you had faith. Now, he talks about the Shunammite woman. And, and I, I, I looked at Several phrases here. They were, they were, they were good when I was looking at them, and and it was, it was as simple as, um, she caused, it caused. Now, if you look under she caused, um, you find Eve. She caused every sin that ever was. You you look at all these things, but he actually refers to a couple of women that were dead. They were widow women, and. When you refer to the, and I don't have time to read those quotes, but she caused the him to turn in his tracks. She caused him to do this. Now the Shunammite woman, as as Brother Adam would 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 talk about her, and she came and and she she had uh, she didn't have a child. She didn't ask for a child. She built a house for the prophet. She'd created an atmosphere and and and. And, and Elisha asked Gehazi, what would she want? She's been so nice to me. And he says, well, she's old and she doesn't, or her husband's old and he doesn't have a child. And so he would tell her, you're going to have a child. Well, in the process of time, the child died and passed away and she went running back to the prophet. Now listen to what, what Brother Branham would talk about this woman. He says, she wasn't running back to Elijah. She wasn't running back you know, and and Gehazi came out to meet her, and he said, here's the prophet's staff. And Brother Man said, her faith was not in the staff. And she came to to Elijah. Her faith, he says, is actually not just in the prophet. But her faith was in the God that was in the prophets. And so here, Elijah didn't know what was wrong. He didn't understand it. But she was moving in a way, and he says, is all well with your husband? Is all well with your child? And she says, all is well. Now, she could have just said, Lord, you know, and and here it goes back to point of contact as a brother Paul was saying the other day. She could have just said, Lord, you gave me this child. You better heal it. No, but she had to find a place where her faith could be laid to. I'll I'll tell you what, if it if it comes to church night, and, and I have an opportunity to do something else, I can go do something else. I'm not bound by that. But I'll tell you what, I don't have a lot of faith for anything else I'm doing when I'm not at my post of duty. Why? Because I'm at the place God wants. And if, if I'm at the place, who knows what God can do? Now, I don't want to make this binding on you. But I'll say this, I want to be about the Father's business. I want to be in a place where, where God could make something. Now, here he says, the woman's absolute, listen, it was not in the staff, it was not in Gehazi, it was not in the prophet, but her, abs-, sorry, her absolute was the prophet and the prophet's absolute was God. I am the resurrection and the life, the power of God, the creator, and she raised up again the baby. So he says God doesn't always tell his prophets what he's doing, No. I, I, there's many parts of this that I could read, but I'm trying to keep my, myself to a place. Now, Brother Branham would also say it this way, and he's, he's talking to a woman in a prayer line, and, and he's... I need to read a little bit of this one. Now, he says... And he, he's actually using this example. Now he tells the woman, Now, I'm not him, and you're not her but it's the same God. And whatever your need is, financial trouble, domestic trouble, I don't know what it is. And he says, now, if I could, if, if I could just see where this woman is, he's contacting her spirit, if he's sick, um, now, he's already healed her, but what's he doing? He's tapping into something that will open the channel of faith. And he says, now, the only thing he could do is identify himself to her, make it known that he's raised from the dead and he's alive, and identify himself. The only way he could do it would be like he was then. He would be the prophet. Now it wouldn't be me because I don't know anything about it. but if he's the bran- if we're the branch and he's the vine and he sends his spirit, then all things are possible. It's already happened now now here's an insight he says and he's telling him the thing you've been praying praising and rejoicing about here it is it's manifesting itself and you're seeing what it is we're strangers but he said you've been praying and and he says she's got a crippling condition, arthritis on the woman. Raise your hand if it's true. It's in your bones. you got something wrong with you. Do you believe God can tell you what it is? got a tumor. Do you believe God can tell where it's at? Yes. He says, it's in your breast. Now wave your hand like this. Do you believe with all your heart? Now go ahead. It won't bother you no more. Now none of that would have happened if she wouldn't have stayed there. Let, let, let me say it this way. Brother Branham would say, we've actually got to go and get it sometimes. Now, uh, I, I'm going to use an example. This is not true. So let's say I decided, I told my son, I said, you can have the car. Let me say Let me clarify. You can have the car for tonight. Okay? And, and he'd say, okay, let me have it then. No. I said, I've already given it to you. No, let me have it. The keys are on the counter. You can have it. I I want the car. (laughs) That's how we are with God sometimes. I've given you healing. I've given you this. But you actually got to step out and take it. You actually got to enter in. And I'll say this. You want to get something out of the service? Amen. You want to get something from God? Say thank you. And you you, you want to you open a channel where God can work? You've got to do something. I've got to do something. But if we sit back and fold it, well, if God wants to send it to me, He'll give it to me. No, we've actually got to take it. It's already been given. I don't know why I'm on Cabela's tonight. If I gave you a gift certificate to Cabela's, it meant that Everything you could have, it's already been paid for. And you walked into the Cabela store, and you saw something, and, and it was maybe at a top rack, and you couldn't reach it. And, and, and yet you know, I've got the money. It's already paid for. It's in the store. It's available to me. I can take it. I'll tell you what, I'll do whatever I have to. If I have to get a salesperson and get him to climb a ladder and get it for me, and it's something that I need, whether it's a fishing rod or a hunting gun or whatever it is, Listen, brothers, I'm on, on our, on, I'm on our side tonight. So faith comes by hearing. But I say, I would get it. So I'm saying, if I come to church, I, and, and this is every promise in the book is mine. I can have whatever I want. I'm going to reach out and get it. I'm not going to say, well, maybe I'll get it. Maybe I won't get it. You know, come back home. How, how was your shopping trip to Cabela's? Ah, uh, not so good. Why didn't you spend the money? Uh, I couldn't get it. Yes, you could have got it. (laughs) You could have got anything you wanted to in the store. Man, oh man, where am I going with this here? Okay. Brother Branham uses this example when he talks about the manna that fell on the ground. God put the manna on the ground, but the people had to go and get it before they could eat of it. The manna only lasted so long. And he says, now... Um, to a a woman. She's coming up there and she says, "Um, you have something in your heart, lady. Something's happened. You know it has. Your faith has made you to receive that which you've asked for. Now go and get it in the name of the Lord Jesus. So faith is dropped in my heart. It's mine. God gave it to me. It's got my name on it. It's got everything. Go and get it. I, I, I feel like saying... Every promise in the book is mine. Every promise for the bride is mine. If, if, if God sent Elijah and it was to restore all things, if, if through that God is bringing and giving me back everything I have need of, I'm going to stick with it. I, I don't know about you, but I, that's where I want to walk. That's where I want to live. It's God's encouragement. God's going to give it to us. It's the attitude of, of what we take when we go it. go, go towards it. Now, I'm going to just wind my thoughts down with just a couple of things here. Are you good good here with this? Now, Brother Branham would talk and he would say, now, there's a man who he's, he's dealing, something's happened, something's taken place, and he says, the operation of the Holy Spirit, how could a man who was a rank sinner come up from his seat and come to this altar? It takes the operation of the Holy Spirit. Now, sometimes we try to work on um, the human spirit. And, and, and brethren, so you mustn't do that. You know, you, you say, well, you know, your, your mom really prayed for you, and she would love to see you at the altar. And, you know, why don't you come and satisfy her? This isn't, that doesn't do anything. That's right. <laughs> I think we ought to operate and say, Lord, you deal with hearts. Amen. You change hearts. You change my mind. You change my opinion. Lord, you work. Let me operate the gift that is here. I, 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 Brother Max, when you spoke at the young people's here and we took that example, and, and Brother Max was playing the part of Zacchaeus, not by choice, but, but he, he read the opening scripture and, and said, and the scripture said, Zacchaeus was little in stature. And I looked over at him and then I saw Brother Mark Perzok leading songs and he was up there and Brother Max was down here and I said, yeah, that fits. And an example came to my heart right away. But when we did that, it was Zacchaeus had to get into the channel. He actually had to get in the place where Jesus would notice him. What did he do? Brother Banham tells the story. He climbed on a garbage can. He got onto a tree. He got into a branch where Jesus noticed him. And what did he do? When he got to the place where he could see him, he could begin to operate the gift that was there. I, I, I want to get everything I can out of every service. I believe there's so much more potential. I believe there's so much that God has for us if we would just take it. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to belabor the service any longer, and I'm going to just ask the, the, the musicians to come. But I want you to think about this for a minute. And we all know the story quite well. But it's the little woman in Memphis who was there. And uh, she didn't know about Brother Branham. She didn't know about all of these things. But God put something in her heart. Now, there's two scenes unfolding here. Here's her son dying of a venereal disease, but here is a prophet who's getting onto a plane. And as he's getting onto a plane, listen, all systems go. Pilots had done their check. Mechanics had done their check. Everything was good. They were settling into their seats. They're ready to fire up all the engines. All systems go. They maybe radioed the control tower. And all of a sudden, hold it. Where'd that red warning light come from? Now, the power of prayer of a woman in another place, the pole could operate a gift that changed all the circumstances. Now, if, if that woman who didn't know that there was an Elijah, but she saw something in the Scripture, and, and she just began to say, Lord, you've got an Elijah. Now, it wasn't by knowledge. It was something God dropped in her heart. And look what it did. It grounded a plane. And it took a man who had a gift that was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And God said to him, start walking. And he says, start walking. i got a plane to catch. But he was sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And he started walking. And when he started walking, he says, how far do you want me to walk? Just keep walking. And he walked for miles down Memphis. And I think they've tracked it. It was was miles. Till he finally came to where this woman was. Now who was operating the gift it was her. If we come to church and we say, what is an amen going to do? It'll do everything. What's a little bit of thank you, Lord, going to do? It'll do everything. When we come to the end of a service and the word's been ministered and we sing a song or two, oh, I wish we could just go. What if you stayed and lingered a little bit? What if God would minister to you? What would that do? It would do everything. Everything what might it do for someone else it might do everything listen let's stand together god's encouragement to us god's telling us all things are possible every promise in the book is mine
1: every promise in the book is mine It is love divine. Oh, every promise in the book is every mine. promise for the bride. Oh, every, every promise for the bride. is In THE BOOK IS MINE EVERY CHAPTER and EVERY VERSE and EVERY LINE OH, I AM TRUSTING IN HIS LOVE DIVINE OH, EVERY PROMISE IN THE BOOK
0: IS MINE MAYBE SOMEWHERE DOWN THE ROAD YOU'LL COME TO A SERVICE and I, I, I don't, I, 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 we, we went in one direction this morning, just a little different tonight. But if, if I would come to a service and, and I wouldn't give my all, if I would just take a little bit, it wouldn't take too long, you'd be upset. Is this all we're getting out of the service? What's with Brother Ed? How come he's, he's not putting himself into it? You'd, you'd have a right to be upset. But we all serve the same God. And, and. If you could say, well, I just come to church and I, I'm really not engaged. You know, now is an opportunity you can say, maybe just an amen, maybe nodding my head, maybe tapping my toes, yeah. maybe entering in would actually do something. Mm-hmm. I believe it would. I think if we, if we all take to heart, whether I'm ministering, whether I'm sitting, if we all enter in, I think it can do something. I, I believe all things are possible. I believe we can have everything that's in God's great economy. He's already purchased it all for us. What is the gifts for? The gifts are sent by God to us if we utilize them for what they're at. I'm happy for the gifts that we've got. I'm happy for what God has has given us. Well, not by might, not by power, but by thy spirit, saith the Lord. Oh,
1: not, not by, by my, my. no, not by, by my, my. But, but by my.
0: supernatural thing in every service. Don't view our services as just lectures or discussions, but you're part of that experience. I'm thankful for many times I've sat in a fellowship with a brother and all of a sudden some little thing has dropped and I say, God, that was you speaking to me. My heart was open for it. Let's our, let our hearts be open. We're going to be looking forward to not just 15%, but 30%. And I want to go further. And I want to make much of every service. I don't want to go back to... Brother Ray, do you want to go back to song no. leading to empty pews? <laughs> no. I, I was here on a Wednesday night. Oh, boy. I was the only one sitting in the pew. Everybody was sitting there in the beginning at the, through the service. And they, all the musicians went up. They sat down. I was there with them all. And they said, now let all the musicians come up. And everybody stood up except for me. I tell you what I started to get a complex <laughs> but you know what I'm happy you're all here I am glad for the pull of the word <laughs> some of you sent me some texts I thank you for that let's pull on the Lord let's let's let the Holy Spirit have the preeminence let him move in our midst every service is different I'm not gonna dictate I come tired but you know what Uh, The other night I felt tired, but I just stayed with it. I just stayed with it. Pull on the gift. It's for our benefit. It's not for the preacher's benefit. It's for your benefit. Have the preeminence that you desire. Have the The preeminence preeminence that that you desire. desire.
1: Yeah.